0: In the theater, a director might come in, look at something in rehearsal and say, no, I need to restage this scene or restage this number. And it simply means that they're redirecting the focus of the audience to something else. And that's really what we did once March hit and everything was completely virtual. (sighs)
1: i hope you are doing wonderfully well i've got i've got two feet in a heartbeat i'm doing fantastically well and on today's show i get to spend some time with the wonderful carrie garvis welcome to the show carrie
0: Thank you for having me. Oh, it's
1: absolutely my pleasure. We've already had a blast of a time already. We haven't even started yet. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, everybody who is uh, on the call with us today, thank you um, for joining us. Um, you are what's making the difference for this show. And some of the feedback that we've been receiving, it's just incredible. It's heartwarming and it's humbling. So thank you very much for joining us. Now, Kerry, we've got a lot to unpack with your wonderful life let's just call it that much but um what's customary for us is to i guess start with a little bit about you um things like where you're located and then we can start to you know maybe talk about things like um you know recreational things that you enjoy doing do you have any any of those things given how busy you are with ovation
0: i've got a couple recreational activities i like to whip out occasionally
1: (laughs) so where are you located
0: I am currently located outside of Boston Massachusetts here in the US
1: Fantastic now let's start with your wonderful professional actress career tell us a lot about that because I know this has started from your childhood and how is I I wonder how it's formed helped shape your life to where you are today
0: Yes, thank you. (laughs) It has shaped uh, much of my life and an enormous amount of my company. And I often tell people, oh, I'm an actress since birth, because it certainly feels like that, (laughs) even though really my first professional job was at 12 years old. And I started doing musicals pretty young and grew up in the theater and went to undergrad for musical theater. I got a BFA in musical theater and spent a ton of years on the road, traveled extensively here in the U.S. and Canada and Mexico, performing on many, many stages, doing lots of big musicals, doing a bunch of stuff in New York City as well. And I got to a point where I wanted to just take a little break from show business Mm because it's... a it's a grind for sure and I wanted something I wanted to experience something different and so I got a just very green sales job at a payroll company (laughs) and got a teeny tiny territory in midtown Manhattan and I was like pounding on doors and getting thrown out of a lot of buildings and realized that a lot of very seasoned salespeople within my sales team who who had been there a while lacked a skill set that came really easily to me, and I truly believed it came from my experience as an actor. And so that was kind of one of the beginning aha moments, but I still, to this day, act perform at least I did when theaters were open and one day soon they will be again
1: <laughs> fingers crossed fingers crossed yes
0: yes here we go here we go and go ready for that vaccine oh, yeah, any I'm ready. day now oh yeah right? I'll have a jab.
1: thank you <laughs> yes <laughs> oh. and
0: yes so that's a little bit about that performing piece. Now,
1: there's some things that I've read in your bio. I've spent my time doing my research because I love to learn a bit more about my guest before we start, is awesome. that you were doing some um, some stage work uh, at various theaters that allowed you, To cook on stage tell us a little bit about that
0: (laughs) well that was funny when you said recreational activities and (laughs) cooking is actually one of those fun Ah. recreational activities i love and i happened to get an opportunity to audition for a play here in in it was in boston and the director said by any chance do you like to cook and it is definitely it is a wonderful hot something i love to do right yes. i love to i can tell and, and cooking is another form of expression it's another art and you know a little dash of this a little dab of that but also let's be clear i am a cook and not a baker okay All so right. baking is a very different like methodical skill set, set. yes yep. yes of which i don't have well maybe uh, whatever you can so do <laughs> uh, i got an opportunity to do a play, a one-woman play, called I Love I Lost, I Made Spaghetti, and during the two-act play, I make a four-course meal, live, on stage, real cooking, real making the spaghetti and the sauce, and then I feed it to eight people who pay extra to sit on the stage and eat, during the play.
1: (laughs) That's incredible. I love it. Yeah, it
0: was fun. And I got to do that here in Boston. I also got to do a production of it out in Colorado as well.
1: This is fantastic. Thank you so very much for sharing. I'm sure we're going to learn a little bit more about you. Now, you have a long list of, um, you know, um, exposure to Broadway bounce, musical angels off-Broadway in that time of year, and so on and so forth. I'd love to pick out the one that really sticks out in your memory as being pivotal, being, being that moment in time that you knew that I guess you were making ways in this industry.
0: Oh, in the theatre industry? Yes. <sighs>
1: I, Which is the one?
0: Yes. Well, I, I know that I sort of found a niche when I got to do a musical – up called the they for short they call it spelling bee Mm -hmm. but it's the putnam county spelling bee it's a very very long name and i it what it What it mixed together for me was traditional musical theater and a lot of improv as well. So we brought up audience members, they got to play students within the spelling bee, and I realized that, oh, I can use these great improv skills, because I'm also improv trained, and I get to sing, and I get to make people laugh and tell this great story with all these other actors behind me, and the show was different every single night because you had new people new real people on stage with you and I knew I had found my niche in that sort of extemporaneous way of Mm -hmm. doing theater because I would get up to do it and I wasn't nervous at all it was very much a comfort zone for me
1: have you done any uh, have you done much uh, improv in terms of comedy improv I love watching comedy improv do you do you you like that sort of stuff?
0: I do, and I've done some classic improv stuff, mm-hmm. and I was improv trained as well. I've never been a stand-up comment comic. Mm-hmm, yep, that is again very another <laughs> let's, next like, level. That's like the baking of theater to me. That is a very different skill set and something that, that terrifies me. And I have some friends that are comics and I sit in the audience and, and I do a lot of comedy theater, but uh, actual comics, it, that's a different art form. Oh, yeah. But I have gotten to do some of that improv show stuff and it's, it is, it's super fun and always typically enjoyable by the uh, audience.
1: Now I've checked out uh, all the things that you love to do in your recreational time and one of them is throwing a football across a field. Tell us a little bit about the sports that you enjoy following.
0: Well, in in real life, I <laughs> in real life I enjoy watching the sports enthusiasts in my life. I can't say that <laughs> I am too much of a sports enthusiast, but I I married into a, you know, this this family in New England here in the US and and the Boston sports have this like rich history and they hate everybody else and
1: <laughs> they're very
0: enthusiastic and then I was raised by I grew up in Baltimore Maryland and was raised also by another sports enthusiast so I do I appreciate the passion of sports I did get to work with a professional athlete a former New England Patriot in a commercial and so uh, he through the football to me and I caught it, and like, you caught it. like
1: I wore I was it I like w- a housewife. I wore yeah. it with grace. Yes, <laughs> I did. Well Carrie, um, I'd love to now turn a little bit to um, your uh, background your professional your professional background. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, you are a professional speech writer. You're certified by the Professional Speech Writers Association in fact and you're a business etiquette expert and an and emotional intelligence expert. Where do you get all the time to become all of these things?
0: Well, like I tell all my friends, I know everything about everything, so there's no <laughs> need to look any further. And, well, those have come over the years of, of growing this organization, my company, and things that, again, it really started from being passionate about so i happened to grow up in this house with that sports loving guy but also raised by a woman who was uh, very much into etiquette and making others feel comfortable and so i was always a fan of emily post emily post is uh, you're familiar Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know was long ago and she uh wrote the, the book on you know the etiquette ways of life and it was the go-to bible, if you will, for etiquette for a long, long time and I was at a conference many, many years ago and we had a booth set up across the way from the Emily Post Institute and the her grandchildren and great-grandchildren were in the booth oh, wow. selling their training and it was like complete fandom for me. I was like, <laughs>
1: Hi. I'm at Comic-Con. Is,
0: right. I totally. I mean, I was like the creepy woman who they were like, "Okay." And I didn't I didn't know that that organization offered certifications in etiquette and I was so excited and we were able for years to create a partnership where Ovation was doing some of the day uh, one of the days of training for their certification. So, throughout that partnership, I was able to become certified in business etiquette as well as also children's etiquette which i don't really talk about very much but Mm -hmm. almighty's and nephews
1: know oh yeah i bet they do (laughs) well carrie i'm wondering now if we could maybe shift up a gear and talk a little bit about what ovation does and then shift gears again and talk about the core of the call which is going to be things like actual business etiquette etiquette tips um practices for virtual communication, of which you've done since day one, um, from what I understand, and how to boost confidence and polish your presentation skills. So I wonder if we can go uh, in that order. Can we do that?
0: Sure, absolutely. So Ovation is a professional presence and speaker development training firm. So we work with business professionals across the globe in multiple languages, helping them get more comfortable to stand sit, communicate on a stage of any size. And right now, of course, a lot of what we're working on is within the virtual environment and getting mm-hmm. people very comfortable in this teeny tiny box. Well, <laughs> friend,
1: you've got it just yes. right. <laughs> yes, thank
0: you. Well, it's, it's kind of my gig. <laughs> and we are working to help people get ready for conferences partnering with learning and development providers within organizations and and provide training for part of many of their leadership development programs new higher training programs and kind of anything and everything in between
1: so you've done this from day one virtually and yes so therefore everything that's happening in this world at the moment has never really affected your business models would that be fair
0: Almost. Almost. <laughs> it's totally, yes, almost. In I mean, we were definitely affected by the pandemic. Oh, yes. I don't want to say we were not. No, no. Above in, this yeah, in terms of, pandemic. I guess,
1: the business operations side, you've always been online. Uh, correct. Yeah.
0: Yes. So, so from year one, we've always been a virtual company. This mm-hmm. is my home office. We mm-hmm. have always, I've always led the team virtually. And we've done a significant number of trainings virtually, as well as uh, meetings and also did a heavy amount in person as well. So the, when, uh, you know, months and months ago I was called by someone and said, can you tell us your pivot story? And I said, well, it's not so much a pivot as it is simply a restaging. So that, you know, in the theater, a director might come in, look at something in rehearsal and say, no, I need to restage this scene or restage this number. And it simply means that they're redirecting the focus of the audience to something else. And that's really what we did once March hit and everything was completely virtual. But yes, very much our comfort zone here.
1: I'm always interested, um, as is the My Future Business audience, because we have startup entrepreneurs, we have small to medium-sized business owners listening into the show. Um, I'd love to learn a little bit more if you could share with us. What does the process look like and what are some of the technology that you use to manage people remotely in your business? Do you have workflow software? How How does it happen?
0: Yes. So we have, we're using a project management software that Mm -hmm. we do to manage all the events. We have a, and all of it nicely flow, magically, not so magically, (laughs) flows together from... Our CRM, that's the sa- all the sales information comes in, mm-hmm. that then flows into the project system. So once a sale is closed, then it populates, and also with some help of uh, the project management, we'll go in and make sure that every detail of every project is assigned to the correct person. That also then nicely flows into our billing system, invoicing, and, and Flows nicely
1: down into, that road, down that path. Now, early on with Ovation, um, I I presume you didn't have much by way of systems. Again, the audience loves to hear about what's important to build businesses that that last. What, tell us a little bit about business systems and how important they they are. A-
0: absolutely, and it's ever evolving. Mm-hmm. A big a big kind of eye opening moment for me early on in the business was that oh this is not this isn't a show this isn't a musical Mm -hmm. so when I come in and do a show, we rehearse for a couple of weeks and you stage it and like you kind of set it and forget it and then the job is to do it and make it look fresh every night and the business however is this ever-changing, ever-moving, evolving you can try new things, you can realize that was a complete disaster and shove it aside <laughs> and then you can really hit on something that's gold and, and processes infrastructure is we took a tremendous amount of time in probably year uh, four five six Mm -hmm. to real as our volume was growing to ensure that we were that the CRM was speaking to the projects that was speaking to billing and even something as simple as like, let's solidify a good naming convention for all of this yep. was critical to our success because what you don't want to happen is have a, have a great service or a great product that doesn't get delivered well because systems fail.
1: See that's some sage insight there. That's the value that we love to draw out for our audience. Thank you so very much Kerry for sharing that now in terms of your core offerings. I know that you've trained hundreds of business professionals internationally so um, you have something going on here and I'd love to learn about what are the main um, offerings that you you are focused on with your clients and how did do, how does this all ha- um, happen.
0: We really focus on this overall idea of professional presence. So anything under that umbrella, and that could be presentation skills, storytelling, communication essentials, anything that that is getting the information out in a way that our audience hears it, The way in a way that's gonna resonate with our audience. And also, of course, on the speaker development side, yes, presentation skills, but getting every speaker ready to either present at a conference or tell the story of their product or their company even better so we're training business professionals in we like to say in the art of uh, human we, we like to say in the art of human connection also in the art of storytelling as well and ultimately we're not we're not so all the trainers at Ovation are professional actors like myself. That's what I wanted. I wanted to employ professional actors and let us share the skill set with the business world. And the beauty of that is we're not turning business professionals into presentation skills robots. We're just simply making shinier versions of themselves, the shiniest possible so that they're most confident when they're stepping onto a stage, into a room, or into a... Teeny tiny box.
1: You you talk about this is essentially an enhancement of their existing skill sets. Now, a lot of business professionals um, could be maybe uh, introverted and may not necessarily demonstrate outward uh, confidence. Is that something that can be learned and turned around for somebody who's an introvert, do you think?
0: I do wholeheartedly believe that you can refine and build this skill set. You can also find a way to feel more confident and we've got loads of techniques that we teach that a variety of business professionals that we work with so that. Some we may kind of work on an outside in approach, right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna refine what's going on out here and making sure it's not distracting or detracting from our message, while others may, may work inside out. We're gonna start with writing and building the content, getting it on its feet. So absolutely even the even even introverts can <laughs> can learn to be comfortable in this environment. And that's why we're We, Ovation, is in the process of building something that's really going to allow individuals, particularly geared at the more introverted individual, to learn in a self-paced, safe way.
1: Yeah, That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing. I'd love to um, lift the lid on business etiquette and actually what it is and maybe talk about a, a few things that people can start to try right now. I wonder if we can do that.
0: Absolutely. The thing about, so etiquette really is looking at the signs that we're getting from others and the world around us Mm -hmm. and then behaving in a way so that it's comfortable for the other person or the other people. So it's simply having, it's not so simple, but we're having a having the awareness within ourselves to know how we're showing up and how we're behaving mm-hmm. and then having the skill set to be able to quickly pivot or move or adjust in the moment yeah. so that we're again communicating in a way that's going to, to build going to build a relationship
1: so is etiquette also about presentation how you look on the screen or in front of someone is that important
0: it it absolutely can be yes. yes so the etiquette is a presenting yourself in a way that is tantamount to your personal brand or your company's culture and again in enhancing that communication with with your audience making it comfortable for them so oftentimes we'll talk about people will say but i want to do this or i want to dress this way or i want to look i want to talk about this and oftentimes we'll simply say this is not about you this is about your audience
1: yes you're, you're flipping the lid on it aren't you i i i often talk about this but there are times where i think I'm not sure that this individual understood it. Now, I'm wondering if we can share a little bit about the fine art of communication, especially in a virtual sense. How important is it to be a good communicator?
0: I think it's everything. Mm -hmm. It's in business, in life, in relationships, you need to be able to express how you feel or what's in your head in a clear way that again is going to be heard by your audience and you need to be able to check in with them to to understand like oh okay did that does that make sense did it resonate and asking deeper dive questions to make sure they're understanding oh yeah i i got it or or you know picking up the clues that we're seeing either now on camera or in person to know okay are they getting it yeah. how are they feeling about it and how else can I express it
1: see this uh, ability to communicate with each other either on a one-to-one or one-to-group setting dovetails nicely into um, the need to give great presentations tell us a little bit about that side and how that sort of maybe doves, dovetails into everything else that we've talked about
0: absolutely and it's it's all kind of under that same professional presence umbrella because we could be the smartest person in the room the the most intense subject matter expert on something and if we are not organized in our thoughts if it's not rehearsed that's really really key if it is not presented in a palatable way for the majority of your audience you might as well just have written a thesis and handed it out to everybody. (laughs) When we present, we get an opportunity to share ourselves with our audience, more than just words on the paper or or pictures on a screen. That's a gift.
1: So is that that the only, I guess, the modus operandi is uh, to put it on a whiteboard or put it in a PowerPoint or can you just do verbal presentations? What sort of, I guess, modes do you train?
0: Well, we train everything, anything from the very traditional presentation of I'm using slides, PowerPoint slides to enhance my message, all the way to more of that TED talk style and storytelling. So it really depends on the medium that the person is working in or wants to improve upon.
1: Yeah, you've been involved with obviously stage and theater, you've got actors working around you, very very professional people. They know how to tell a story. They know how to get lost in the story and, and you know bring people up. I wonder how important story, storytelling is for business.
0: Storytelling is critical. This is the emotional connection that oftentimes people are missing in business. People buy, you know, people buy from people. People connect with humans. Mm-hmm. We don't often just see something shiny and buy it. We want to know what's the story, what is the mission, what is the message. And so if you're not telling stories in your daily communication, be it in your sales pitches, even in your meetings in your presentations you're missing an opportunity to emotionally connect and that's what business is absolutely all about and especially today when we cannot i don't get to sit with you i can't shake your hand Mm -hmm. and we can't sit and chit chat over a cup of coffee right now storytelling is even more important to make that connection within this synthetic environment
1: Early on in the call, we, we, I guess, set some context around your life um, outside of the direct business that you own and operate. Is does, is does that sort of play a part in the storytelling process to give that early level of context? Personal history, yeah. yes.
0: Yes. So the best stories are stories that when, and we encourage a lot of our the professionals that we work with to tell stories that you're involved with, right? You, even if you are not, you don't need to be the hero, but be a part of the story. How did your work with so-and-so facilitate the win for this company? or where were you a part of the change, or or more importantly, and a, a great story is a story of failure. When was a time that you didn't make a good choice, and that may really illuminate and, and emotionally touch somebody who you're sharing that story with. So as much of our personal history that we can bring in, and, and keeping it, again, professional, thinking about etiquette and all that stuff right Mm -hmm. we don't need to share like the time when i was eight and my cat died and how tragic (laughs) that was but bringing we're all professionals we've all had lots and lots of experiences and those are fun and exciting and and people want to get to know you as a as a human
1: there's a couple of things that are jumping out at me here um first of all um Given how much you know and how much you've educated yourself, you clearly value spending time educating and understanding others around you. Who is inspiring you at the moment, do you think?
0: Uh, Thank you for that. I have a number of people who inspire me. And when I started the the company, again, those early years, Mm -hmm. I thought about I really need to surround myself with people that how i put it were smarter than me mm-hmm. and maybe and and really just had different strengths in different areas so i have some fantastic business mentors that i've i've been able to work with for a couple of years now that continue to inspire me i'm part of a global organization called the entrepreneurs organization that i get to meet with a wonderful group of other or, uh, entrepreneurs yep. to to vent, to support, and, and, and garner ideas from, from each other as well. So, so watching yeah. other professionals really shine is wonderful for me.
1: So, it's absolutely important to have somebody who knows more about the things you want to be great at uh, around you at all times. Mm-hmm. Well, look, um, that's wonderful. I, I now think to myself, if you were somebody who were just at the start of this and you had a long way to go, this service would be more of a relationship than a transaction how long do you typically engage with somebody and do you build relationships over a longer term how does it how does this work with ovation
0: it's typically not a short sale at all and we have a couple different buyers Mm -hmm. so it is with on the corporate side we're typically talking to heads of learning and development heads of HR maybe heads of sales trainer trainers training <laughs> <laughs> so initially it is it is not a quick one and done this is not the payroll sale that I was making back in the day mm-hmm. this is multiple calls maybe some presentations on our our side maybe a sample workshop so that they can see and trust and build on the speaker training side we're working with content managers those that sales cycle happens to be a little quicker sometimes they come in with a more individual need but the and and the wonderful thing is we so the ovation sales team Mm -hmm. will work with the buyers and then sometimes myself, but mostly my trainers, get to build wonderful relationships with the people that are actually consuming the training. They're the beneficiaries of the coaching. And what is wonderful to see and sort of the highest compliment that I think I and the organization can get is that we have an individual who works with a coach, they leave the company that hired us initially, go to another company and they say, hey, you have to call Ovation. Ah, These are fantastic people to work
1: with. Referrals And they're not powerful. even our buyers. Yeah. They're
0: not even our buyers, so.
1: That's fantastic. Now, I think what's important, you will have people on this call listening and going, how do I get in contact with you and what is the process when I get there? I was wondering if you could share that with the audience.
0: Oh, sure, of course. Well, we're pretty easy to find, <laughs> as I believe any business should be, oh, so yeah. you can simply find us at getovation.com and for ongoing support if you follow me or connect with me either on linkedin or on facebook every week i'm offering live tip tuesdays so you're getting weekly kind of sound bites, if you will, little tips on anything from presenting and and moving a little more gracefully through Zoom, or enhanced storytelling techniques, and we are very excited in January, so keep your eyes open, we'll be launching that consumer offering that I was talking about, That so that if you're not part of an organization, or maybe you don't think, oh, my company can can bring Ovation in that you, an individual, will be able to come in, work on this skill set at your own pace and we will support you all the way.
1: Lots of wonderful stuff coming up in the new year. Thank you very much, Kerry, for sharing. Now, what is customary for us to do, Kerry, is to make sure that people know how to find you. Obviously, we'll be providing the URL, the website domain, back to your wonderful organization and your team. Now, with all that being said, Kerry, this has just been a bit of a, I guess, a skimming off the top of all of the things that you can provide your, uh, your um, audience. And I'd just like to stop and say thank you so very much for spending some time with me on the My Future Business Show today.
0: You are so welcome, my pleasure, thank you.
1: Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe